0: Hey, 23 Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Gaines with Gerds, and really excited to be here today. Thankful that you're here listening. I actually uh, have a a little explanation as to why I haven't done a leg day in over a week and a half, uh, maybe two weeks now, and an explanation for you guys based off scientific principles and how you can take a certain approach with your training to where if you're feeling run down right now, or you're feeling like you're consistently pushing your limits and have been for an extended period of time, that maybe you can implement this new way to think about your training so that you can keep that marathon mindset that we always talk about on the show and um, continue showing up day after day, week after week, year after year to ultimately fulfill the best version of yourself, right? in, in one of the ways that we can consistently show up is by having a better plan, right? If it's not sustainable in any facet, um, whether it's with your training or your business or any other plan of action that you have, um, it's good to do that you know, 30, 60 day runs every once in a while, but eventually you're gonna have to settle into some sort of plan um, to either manage your gains or enhance them. So I wanna talk about that conversation with our training today specifically and um, share something I'm really excited with you guys towards uh, probably midway through this show that Ronnie and I have been working on together behind the scenes uh, over the past few weeks. So without further ado, we are going to jump in to a conversation on training for consistency. So the real question is, is how do you, the busy professional, or simply the individual has a ton on their plate, take care of your physical fitness, and long-term health without sacrificing performance in the other 23 hours of your life. Welcome to the 23 Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Graves. This podcast will discuss different strategies and tactics that you can utilize in life, business, and fitness to accomplish more and sacrifice less. This podcast will also explore how that one hour of exercise a day builds and fosters the successful habits that are necessary to crush the other 23 hours in your life. I'm thankful that you're here listening and I can't wait for you to get value from the 23 Hours Podcast. All right, guys. So the, the best place that we can start and, and really approach this conversation is, uh, you know, I don't know. I haven't done legs in a week and a half and it's not that I don't want to do legs. It's that I don't see it as as a benefit to me right now with where I am in my training journey. So. I'll explain a little bit. It's like if I was in my career, right? And I was like a CMO or like a chief marketing officer for whatever, or I was a, a just a marketing person, or I don't know, maybe I'm a salesperson. And right now I'm running, you know, I'm on a sprint. I'm making as many calls a day as I can, or I am, you know, creating as much content as I can and, and pushing, pushing, pushing. You know, the question that I think we all ask ourselves at the end of the day is how long can I sustain this? And that's kind of the same conversation I've been having with some of the stuff I do in my training. Like I like to have fun and I like I'm an ego lifter, right? People always talk about ego lifting, like don't chase weights on the bar, don't sacrifice form for load. And I share that with all of my clients, too. But at the end of the day, you guys can probably agree with me that when you're feeling good, it's fun to push your threshold and, and see what your body's capable of, especially like for my high performers that are listening that just love getting after it in the gym. Um, and, and, you know, if you're a CrossFitter or you're somebody who has done any type of, you know, competitive type training, you understand that that competitive atmosphere can really fulfill something inside you when you're in the gym. And, and I understand where you're coming from, but what I really want you to get is like, I haven't done legs because I started to realize that I had, um, you know, some some chronic fatigue showing up in my legs, like I didn't feel like they were recovering as quickly as they used to, you know, my upper body after my upper body lifts, I'm typically fine, like after a few days, and and foam rolling the upper body to me is always so enjoyable. And like the, all the recovery stuff I do, but with the lower body, you know, I've always stretched and foam rolled my lower body chronically, like I've never neglected that. Um, more recently, when I had the shoulder issues that I've talked about, on the show is when I really started digging into like upper body stuff, right? Like, oh, I need to do like shoulder mobility specifically for, you know, scapular winging, or I need to fix, you know, the motor programming of the way my shoulder blades move when I do a vertical pull, and that stuff that I help my clients with too. But I've always done that stuff because I've had those problems for a lot longer now, but I haven't really ever had like chronic fatigue in my legs. Right. And for my runners out there, if you're a runner, you know what it's like to run when you feel like you have dead leg, right? It's like they just, they're just they just not responding to the ground like they usually do, and you can't push your runs as hard as you want to. And I was noticing that not only in the gym, but like even when I would go on my morning walks. And I kind of took a look back at my training plan over the past few months and really kind of the whole macro cycle of the past year, and I realized something. I'm not a competitor, right? Like I don't compete on stage. I don't compete in powerlifting. I don't compete really in any competitive sport right now. And because of that, I don't necessarily have seasons. And I wanna just start with our conversation on on training for consistency today. Do you have seasons, right? Like, have you ever thought about your training like that? Like, okay, this first, you know, this next three months in this little, um, you know, meso cycle okay and then we'll get into the terminology here in a second and and kind of bring science into it but have you guys ever thought about that and and if your answer is no which for most people it is they're like "I, i can't even be consistent in the first place i find that typically it's because we set unrealistic expectations on what we can accomplish in like three months but we far underestimate what we're capable of accomplishing in a year Okay. And that's like literally straight from Tony Robbins. He says it too, like in business, most people or in their life vastly underestimate what they can accomplish in one, you know, two, three, five years, but they overestimate what they can do in like the next three months. Right. They set these expectations that are so high. And what, what happens when you do that, no matter that, what it is, like you start taking action and you realize like, dude, this is hard. Like this is a lot on top of everything else I'm, I'm, I'm shuffling right now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sustain this activity past three months. Right. And then in the first thought that comes to your mind is what, well, this just isn't for me or, well, that's why I never was consistent in the first place is because what's, what's the point of doing something for three months that you can't do for six. Right. And, I just want you to understand like there's seasons in your life and there's seasons in your training and the reason i brought up the competitive athlete thing is that when i used to be a strength coach if our athletes came in and they were like hey our legs aren't feeling good like we we kind of have dead legs like i can't do my field work today and these were collegiate athletes that were preparing for the combine the nfl combine um the football athletes or nfl players that were getting ready to go into their season Like these were competitive athletes at a high level. As a professional strength coach at the time, that didn't just brush over my shoulder. And I was just like, oh, that's all right, man. Just like drink more water, eat more food and foam roll before your sessions. No, not at all. That was marked, annotated. We changed the entire plan for the week. Sometimes we change the workout on the spot from that feedback because we understood that if we're going to push muscles, or the body or systems of the body, we would do you know, specific down to the energy system we were trying to develop that day. We knew we weren't going to get a response out of that energy system or muscle group. So why train it, right? Like we only have so much time in the gym. We need to make sure that when we show up, we're training in a way where we produce optimal results. And that's kind of where we get to the scientific application of this for you guys to understand with your training especially when we talk about consistency, is that if you're overestimating what you're capable of doing in that one month, 30 day challenge or 60 day run, 90 day run, you're not going to make it. And if you do make it, the follow up to that 90 days is going to be regression or a period in which you have no motivation to go train, no motivation to go to the gym and no motivation to carry on your journey and keep taking positive steps towards the best version of yourself. Are you guys, are you guys resonating with what I'm saying right now? Like this is not just applicable in your training. This is applicable in your life. And the reason I said, where's the scientific application is that as a professional string coach, you know, that's a completely separate side of the fitness industry. Okay. We don't, we don't, we don't market, we don't, you know, do, um, you know, webinars or, or headlines that are super catchy, how to lose 30 pounds. No, no, no. We literally spend more of our time in textbooks, reading the most recent literature on performance for athletes. And we go and we get so in tune with our, our athletic clients' bodies that, you know, we are asking the right questions at the right times on the right days to see where they're at so that we can make adjustments to their plan behind the scenes with them seeing nothing, but just like a, a smooth sailing ship, right? And, and I know it's probably a lot for you to think about just on your fitness journey, but like you're an athlete too, and you need to be treating your body the same way. And, I, and this is what I teach to my clients is that you got to know why we're doing it, okay? how it aligns with your vision or your, your priority, your number one fitness goal right now, whether it be gaining muscle mass, losing fat mass, or doing a body uh, recomposition where you're optimizing both and we work that around your schedule your stress levels your your relationship stuff you have going on at home and your you know availability to train hard and your availability to not train hard at the end of a long work week right and and we work around all of those things similar to like what we used to do with professional athletes and that's how i want you to think about your training if you're listening to this episode i want you to think what have i done over the past three months how is my body feeling Do I have what Tyler is explaining where like I literally go for a walk and I feel like my legs haven't recovered from last week's leg day. And if you do understand that that is okay, that is not a negative thing. That is your body telling you, hey, bro, maybe we shouldn't do so many compound lifts for our lower body this week. Like you've been at it for eight years now consistently. Can you take a freaking break and allow us some time to recover? Okay. And if that is the case for you, you you can either a respond to that message from your body, or you can b continue pushing through that to the land of overtraining, overreaching, chronic fatigue, um, and in mood swings, literally, that like, if you continue to push yourself physically, without variation in intensity and volume in your training program, you will get to a point to where you will actually start experiencing troubles with your sleep patterns and trouble with your mood throughout the day not in the gym throughout your day right and you will feel chronically stressed you will feel fatigue and you'll be asking yourself why am i fatigued i thought working out was good for me it is but it has to be done correctly and you have to think about the big picture okay so what is thinking about the big picture my my legs i was like okay i've been doing I've been training the squat a lot, right? Because I want to get better at barbell back squat. It's just fun to me. For the first time in my life, I'm comfortable in the bottom of a barbell back squat. And I want to leverage that to get my numbers up and to grow my legs past the point of which I would ever anticipate them getting. And right now, they're the bigger, they're the biggest they've ever been, right? But here's something I mentioned on that Science Slap episode Ronnie and I did two weeks ago. We do those every Friday, by the way, afternoon on Instagram Live. Both of us go live, and we we um, debunk myths in the fitness and nutrition space. So you guys should tune into those. But the the point of that being is that those barbell back squats, I, I mentioned the stimulus to fatigue ratio. Okay, and this is something that I learned from Doctor Mike Isratel, and it's a fancy way of saying how much stimulus. Does this movement or exercise provide for X, my goal, gaining muscle, burning fat, getting stronger, whatever it may be, versus how much fatigue does this movement cause, right? Like how how much, two, two main types of fatigue, okay, central and peripheral. Okay, peripheral, think about that, it's like peripheral means, I think it means away from I'm not, I'm not really sure, but it just means at the muscle, okay, at the muscle, at the capillaries, at the veins art, the, all of that stuff, okay, that's at the muscle and central is typically referring to like your heart in terms of your conditioning, right, um, or your central nervous system, your brain, right, the stuff that is controlling uh, movement. Now, a barbell back squat, very fatiguing okay in both aspects it's very fatiguing in terms of peripheral fatigue and central fatigue like it's gonna toast your brain and your cns because it is a very it takes a lot of coordination to put a bar on your back that's heavy and squat and stand up it really does believe it or not on top of that you're also like toasting your legs right and your core your lower back your intra-abdominal core muscles you're you're toasting a lot of different body parts and you're also your upper back, your whole posterior chain is supporting that bar from literally putting you into the ground, right? So your calves even get worked in a barbell back squat. Did y'all know that? Like it literally is a full body exercise other than your, your upper body pushing muscles. Literally, that's about the only muscles that don't get stimulated in a barbell back squat. So it, it's a very high fatigue movement, right? Well, what's the stimulus for growth? Let me ask you that it's good, right? Because those peripheral fatigue, right? Those muscles that are getting fatigued through that movement, it does provide a lot of value for muscle growth and fat burning. And to be honest with you, it's the best movement for, for gaining strength. So, okay. It's a, it's a, it's a trade, right? But there's certain movements to where the fatigue, is less, particularly when it comes to your, your, your central nervous system, and the stimulus for growth is the same or just a little bit inferior. Okay, and those are the movements that you want to do more of throughout your training protocol so that you can lift more consistently over a longer period of time, right, so that you don't end up overtrained, fatigued all the time and, and having mood swings. Okay, that is the stimulus fatigue ratio. And you should look at every exercise you do in a workout and be like, hey, You know, based off biofeedback, how I slept last night, how my gut's feeling today, um, what my mood's like, uh, what my stress levels are this week or or this hour, should I or should I not do this movement today? And if it was a barbell back squat, I just walked into the gym, I sat in traffic, I'm super high stress. I had like three phone calls right before that. I just got a text from my spouse saying I need to be home at a certain time, so I'm going to try and rush through it. Probably not a good idea to start with barbell back squat that day right? Why? Because you're not really going to be able to give it 100% number one. But number two, even if you did give it 100%, your body's already so upregulated that by you upregulating up-regul- it more, you're stealing energy and adding stress to the the stress that you already have, right? And the energy that you don't have. <laughs> okay, do you see what I'm saying? Because the stimulus is there. Yes, your muscles will grow. But the fatigue is so great that maybe the cost outweigh the benefit on this one. And I was doing that for so long. And that's why I'm at this point where I haven't trained legs in two weeks. Week and a half is because I just needed to leave them alone. Like they are mat, They're the biggest they've ever been. Okay, they've got a long way to go. All right, folks, I'm not being arrogant here. I'm just saying, like, I'm pleased with the progress in my lower body. So, you know, last week I did a deload and we can talk about that on another episode. Um, based off my biofeedback for the week and the way I felt, I was like, you know what, Ty, it's time to like, you know, just regress a little bit and allow your times, allow your body some time to recover, which moves me to my final point for you guys to really understand how to train more consistently. If you're, if you're doing what I'm doing and you're taking those deloads and and you're listening to your biofeedback and how your body feels and how it's responding to your training and you're super in tune with everything. Then keep doing what you're doing okay absolutely no need to change however if you're like the person like i was many many years ago before i was a pro strength coach and you're thinking like how hard can i hit it every single day and you're chasing that competitive nature in you that just wants to be fed on a daily basis i would encourage you to think from a different perspective right to think about the stimulus to fatigue and ultimately understand this final point about you know, General Adaptation Syndrome by Dr. Saley. In, in the 1900s, he was a doctor who proposed this scientific mechanism for how your body responds to stress. And what people don't understand is that exercise is stress. Okay, low intensity exercise is obviously a lot less stressful or fatiguing. Stress and fatigue can be used in some context simultaneously in exercise science. And high intensity work is obviously more stressful, okay, and more fatiguing. So if I'm like the high intensity guy that just chases those crazy circuits or CrossFit workouts that are always AMRAPs, and, you know, how many can you do in this amount of time, or how many reps can you get with this weight, or, you know, what's the most that you can squat today, or the most that you can PR, and you're doing that every single day, you're running yourself into the ground and you need variation within your training plan because. The general adaptation syndrome, if you understand how it works, just think of like a graph, right? And think about um, a linear graph that's going in a positive direction, right? So a straight line on a graph that's going up. And think about that being the ultimate result you're after, whether it's burning fat, gaining muscle, doing both at the same time, getting really strong or getting more athletic, whatever your goal is. And think about stress as like a a tick mark on that line and that would be a training session okay and you think okay stress tick okay and then the next day stress tick the next day stress tick and it's always like a high level of fatigue or stress right what's going to happen to that line is that those stress markers are actually going to drag that line down and they're going to kind of flatten the line out And then you're going to keep working out stress, stress, stress. You keep making tick marks, right? Because the X axis, let's just say it's time, right? So the line is now getting drawn flatter. And then eventually, if you keep going, what happens is the line starts going where? If those stress markers are weighing it down, it eventually starts going negative, right? Until it eventually crosses the X axis and you're actually your performance is worse than it was before, or your gains are worse than they were before, or your fat loss is slower than it was before and that is your body that is how your body is designed to respond right so if we think about exercise as stress right stressful exercise is stress then we understand okay well stress is good for the body we know that it causes adaptation but how well i have a stimulus or a stressor for growth okay from my barbell back squats and i only do them once a week so i have a week of time in which central and peripheral mechanisms can recover. Okay, and and that is the second phase to the general adaptation syndrome is there is the stressor or the stimulus, and then there is a period of recovery. And then only after that period of recovery and the time that you allow for that recovery to happen, do you see adaptation, which is the final step, which is what everybody wants. Everybody wants adaptation, they want to adapt. They want to get better. They want to lose more weight. They want to gain more muscle. They want to get stronger. They want to get more athletic, whatever it is to you. And the only way I'm telling you, this is the formula. It is you you provide a stimulus and you put stress on the body. Okay. You allow time for that system to recover. And then an adaptation occurs. You go train it again with that adaptation. You can now use more weight for more reps. And be less fatigued doing it because you allowed that recovery and adaptation to occur aka i can get stronger i can get faster i can get leaner i can get more muscle that is how the body responds to exercise but how most people view it is i've got 30 days how much can i do in the next 30 days right how many workouts can i fit in in this timeline and they're all going to be really really intense because i want to get results fast Is that line going to have a positive trajectory or a negative one based off of what we discussed today? It's going to have a negative one. Why? Because your body will not have time to recover and therefore your body will not make adaptation because it hasn't had time for it. Right? So I hope this was thought provoking for you today. I hope you understand that like if you're pushing it hard or thinking about your fitness journey in terms of. It's not like, and this is the crazy thing is it's not like finances. And this is so hard for people to understand because like the entrepreneur, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and they love action, right? They just want to sprint all the time. Okay. No matter what it is. And and they're taught that because in the business world, like speed of implementation equals success, right? So if you're able to take something to market fast, the quicker you will get to the end result because you'll have more time to adapt and adjust, right? But your body, like, and and this is where anabolics can come in and drug use can come in and where a lot of people get confused is like, there's a lot of misinformation out there because a lot of people in the industry that are at a very, very high level, whether it be on stage or in competition, are using, right? They're using supplements or drugs that allow their bodies to make adaptation and recover quicker so they can work out all the time. They can work out 3 hours a day. They can do a lot of things to their body because they're they're providing the body the exact formula for it to not really get phased as much as somebody who's natural, okay? And me as a natural athlete, that's something that I struggle with because I'm like, dude, it would be so much easier. Right? Like I, the disciplines there, the consistency and the desire is all there. I just I I won't do it because like I I truly believe that it makes it that much easier, right? Because you got this stuff going around in your body that's helping you recover and repair at such a higher level. Now listen, I am not against the use of that stuff. Get me, get me straight here. I'm not, I'm not like that makes sense, right? And especially with modern science and stuff. There's a lot of other products on the market now that, you know, are anabolic in nature but aren't that hardcore. OK, and and my advice to you, if, if you're interested in that stuff, which at this phase in my journey, I am not. Um, seek out scientific counsel, not opinion, but go find a Ph.D. in body composition or in uh, anabolic drugs that can assist you with that journey. Go get a medical doctor to help you with that. Don't do that on your own. OK, that's where a lot of people get super, super jacked up. And they have health consequences associated with it because it makes sense. Right. If I can repair and recover quicker then I can train more and I can get to my end result quicker. Right. It makes sense. But just understand that if you're natural, like you can get there, too. You just got to think a little bit different about your training. And the reason there's so much misinformation is that a lot of the coaches or influencers in our in our space are using. And I respect the ones that share that with their audiences because they're saying, hey, you know these things still matter discipline still matters your diet all that's good but you know i'm also using drugs and it's so important for for consumers to know that because if not then what they have false expectations going back to to square one what i shared with you guys at the beginning of this episode is like it, you can't view it as a 30 day sprint you can't you got to view it as like a as a, as, a, as a micro cycle and then a mesocycle, that all those two things make up a larger macro cycle or like your yearly training program. And in, in what are the seasons within that training program where you're allowing your body time to recover and you're allowing your body time to make that adaptation that we talked about with general adaptation syndrome. So I hope that this was good for you guys today. This is one of my favorite topics. So um, it was just an honor to be your, your virtual coach today I do do this um, I, w- with clients one-on-one weekly. We, we check in, um, we chat about their training programs. I write them all up for them, custom to their needs. I give them you know diet guidance on that and exact macros that I want them to hit within specific ranges at specific times. And uh, ultimately it takes all the guessing work out of your journey. So if you guys are interested in that, I implore you to, to just reach out to me. Let's just start the conversation and see what we can do to help Um, sometimes it's just like a little nugget, right? Like not everybody becomes a client and, uh, we're just able to provide people with value based off their specific situation. And the only way we can do that is by having that conversation. So I want to do that for you. So I, you know, encourage you guys to hit me up on IG at gains with GERDs. Um, that's where I spend a lot of time communicating with, um, people that are looking to 10 X the results they get from their gym and their diet. And uh, outside of that, guys, you know, Ronnie and I do have an announcement. So keep an eye out for a unique opportunity to work with both of us. Um, She's obviously got her business, Zero Quit, and she's been doing online coaching for many years and, and just has helped, you know, hundreds of clients achieve better body composition. I've done the same over the past, you know, seven years. And her and I are actually partnering together to serve people in a group setting and provide that same level of one on one, customized virtual coaching. But at a special price. So if you're interested, then definitely hit me up about that. We have a special announcement for you guys that we're fired up about. And uh, you guys can't miss that. That's going to be like an incredible opportunity for you guys to get exactly what you need. And I'm so excited to work alongside Ranya, serving people and and helping them achieve a higher level of fitness, a higher level of personal development and a higher level of thinking so that they can take that momentum and apply it to the other 23 hours of their life. So, guys, thank you so much. For listening to today's episode, I'm Games with Gers. I'm going to sign out. And if you guys crush your week of training and just think about it from a different perspective, I know it'll help you out and serve you for the long haul, baby.